commence primary ignition. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to yet another X-Wing podcast. I am your host, Pete Lambro, joined as always by Chris Daniel, and as less frequently, but always a delight, Sam Page. Sam, how you doing? I'm doing well. Fantastic. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing good. I feel like Sam sounded a little Jack Bauer. She was kind of cool. He's I'm ready to well. kill for uh, his country. I'm doing well. Which, Damn I it. assume that's what Jack Bauer does. I've never watched... Um, what show is he on? 24? Never watched that. Oh, my God. What? Jeez. Anyway. <laughs> it's a generational crap. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, sorry. I He's was legendary. Jack Bauer, man. For legendary on. for what? Pete's, doing Pete's one, too busy. Doing one day worth of work? Pete's too busy smoking grass and sticking it to the man. He's never heard of your old man television shows. <laughs> man. Saving speaking the of, world. Speaking of smoking grass. Let me tell you, uh, when I was on vacation, you know, they got legal weed in Jersey now. Uh, I thought it was legal everywhere. uh, No, it's still federally not legal. Uh, (laughs) Important, important to note. (laughs) News you can use. (laughs) (laughs) Don't assume it's legal federally, uh, but New Jersey has uh, legalized recreational sale of marijuana. And my friends had some and it was way easier than being in college. Uh, let me tell you that way easier. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, look, I smell it. I drive, and I'll smell it in cars on the highway passing by, or if I pass by them, I'm like, "Holy smokes!" Like, what's going on in that car? I, that's exactly what's going on in that car. It's holy smokes. Yep. Oh, bazinga. oh, got him. All right, we're gonna start with our Star Wars question of the week. This week, brought to you by. It's a collaborative effort this week, but I'm gonna read it. Okay, it's a collaboration this week. So, everybody's favorite science fiction. Uh, <laughs> series star trek the star trek on paramount plus twitter account tweeted the following says you're staffing up a federation starship who you got and they list a few roles we have to fill captain first officer engineering medical security science and helm so we oh are going to fill these roles with star wars characters oh wow mm-hmm mm-hmm who wants to go first? Sam? I'm furious. I'm furiously taking notes over here, trying to get my, okay. my squad together. That's like a long um, squad. Holy smokes. Sam, let's start with Captain. Who would you want to be your captain? I okay, I, I think I can run it down basically. All um, right, all right. I, I'm, all right, I'm all right. stuck let's... on ops, but yeah. uh, I think I So ops I I ops is it. not wait, are you conflating ops and helm? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it depends on the show, right? Whether they're driving. Right. So like, so there's always a helmsman and, and someone who's in ops and they're just at opposite okay. sides. Okay. I'm good. I'm good to go then. I got my team. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Hit me. Who's your captain? My captain is, uh, is, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm choking immediately. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, what's his name? Uh, the Admiral on the executor in Empire Strikes Back, uh. Uh, uh, Piet, Captain Piet. Oh, oh, Admiral Piet. Yeah, yeah. Well, he gets promoted. I, I thought of him because his name is. I love uh, him, Captain. But then I, I, I wrote uh, Nita. 
I, I got to stop you right there. His name was never Captain. <laughs> no, but Captain, you know, was his title. So, yeah. uh, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, I, I wrote down Captain Nita, but that's the guy who gets strangled for messing up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which in its own way is a good quality in an officer. He's like the only guy who admits he did something wrong to Vader, but doesn't get him very well, far. Well, because they have that, they have that like little powwow. He's like, I'll tell him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then the next thing yeah, you yeah. see is Ooh. he's just. Yeah, but I, you don't even see him get fully choked; you just see him collapse. Yeah, but I, I, I pick Piet because I think he's the. Uh, well, he's got captain experience, as described, and uh, he he's the only sane person it seems like in the Empire, um, and and he's so level headed that he calms down Darth Vader in a few instances. Um, so I think he has. I'm into that. He's a, maybe a little obsequious. He's a little bit of a suck up, but on the other hand, he's got the uh, he's got the level headedness that that would translate from Star Wars to Star Trek. I think he might even be better suited in uh, Star Trek. Um, then I'll run down first officer, just to annoy people. I'm going to say Haldo from Last Jedi because she's a proven second in command who can become first in command when the situation arises. Mm-hmm. Uh, a doctor, a Ray, because she can literally heal people with her hand <clears throat> magically. Sure. I also think uh, I, if if Ray's your blue shirt, you keep her on the bridge in a Deanna Troy type role because she can also read people's minds. So uh, be good in negotiations. Uh, engineer she's Rose Tico. Yeah, yeah. Well, still my engineer. She's, no, she's no Spock. Yeah, well, Rose, I think is. Sorry, I, she's I, I, kind of the only engineer main character in Star Wars ever. So um, untrue, but keep going. Well, then uh, a security. I'll go uh, Mandalorian because I, uh, you know, be very cinematic. I think to put him in the Din, war. Din Djarin. Yeah, Din Djarin. I mean, you could go yeah. all Jedi since they seem to be like can be able to do anything when convenient. They're very jack of all trades. If yeah, your yeah. trade is killing people. And then uh, you know, Helm, pick your favorite. Pick your pick your Helm? favorite what? pilot. Helm, like yeah. uh, or- Ortegas or Sulu. Mm, all right, all the right. guy I, flies. I, the I like it. I, uh, Chris, you want to take a stab at it? Because I, I got mine. I think if uh, I don't even know what he means by Helm, but uh, Helm, Helm, Helm is the, Helm is Helm is the, the pilot. Who, they're the driver. Oh, the driver. Yeah. So in okay. Star Trek. The captain will tell the helmsman where yeah. to go and how fast, and the helmsman goes, "Course yeah. laid in." I got you know it. it. Yeah. Okay. Remember in that one movie where uh, this is a total sidetrack, but where uh, Riker <laughs> pulls up a joystick and starts flying the ship. Was that in a movie? All right. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Was Chris. it Generations? Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> I think it was Insurrection. I think, but I, I don't think Pete watches anything. <laughs> All right, the captain would be yeah i forgot her name oh no it's oh, um it's good uh good start it's start well, i know her i know the name you don't want to hear but uh what it's khaleesi it's khaleesi <laughs> oh kira oh, kira kira yes kira because we need some hotness in there hotness oh, sells tickets every time oh, every time for for ops <laughs> like Rick there's no man. ops you're not filling ops <laughs> No, what do you mean ops? You said ops. Well, he, he can point. fill ops. He can fill ops. All right, Certain go ahead. Go ahead. You know, it's it's my rules. I'm changing the rules. What is it? I'm I'm changing the 
What is this? I'm changing the deal. I'm altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it further. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Maybe we shouldn't do the Star Wars question of the week anymore. None of us have seen Star Wars. We gotta gotta start doing this earlier before Chris has been drinking. Ops Ops is Babu Frick. Another fan favorite. (laughs) This is terrible. My ship's gonna crash. Oh yeah, this is almost like the Orville. Uh, you know, this is going to be really like a almost like Family Guy meets Orville oh. meets Star Wars. So, Ops sure. is Babu Frick fan favorite for meds. This is really important position. So we should have Chewbacca because he's not everyone's going to understand him, and he's just going to be messing everything up. And he's like, a, he's going to be like a barbarian. So yes, Chewbacca for meds, second in command. Jar Jar Banks. He'll be making awful decisions. This would be like a nonstop, almost comet, com- comedic show. Um, then I got serious. I don't know why. The engineer put L3. That's the lady robot person. Yeah, that's that's the robot from uh, Solo, Solo, who then yeah. later becomes the Falcon's programming. Keep going. Yeah, that's the engineer. Like, who's We're better familiar. than that? Yeah. So a security... At first, yes. I was thinking Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> Not his character, yeah. just the actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy. Or, but. I like Cobb Vanth because basically he was just doing Space Justified, and I'm into that. And he's got the great hair, like the great hair, come on. Or if you want to add a little controversy, throw um, and Gina, Gina Carrera, whatever her name was. Uh, Gina, the one the, that got kicked off from the Disney show. A Cara Dune yeah. character. Cara Dune. Throw her in there. That'll be bad. Yeah, she went back to her home planet of Alderaan right before episode four. Yeah. Wink, wink. And then at the helm would be, this is the second in command kind of you said, right? The, the guy. Oh, no. The guy that calls like the piloting shit. Um, kid no, Anakin. The guy who literally does the flying. Yes. 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 The kid so Anakin. Is... That would be very Wesley Crusher-esque. Yes. Kid Anakin is at the helm. That's, that's your first answer that makes any sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unfor- from All like right. a Star Trek casting perspective. Let me see yeah. if I can save it. <laughs> we dug a pretty deep <laughs> hole there. <laughs> uh, I'm losing all my, I'll my try brain spitting. juice here. That's a good all right. Thing. So for my captain, we need someone who's shown years of, of natural leadership. We're going to go with Jabba the Hutt. Oh, yeah. wow. He, he doesn't necessarily inspire confidence, let's say, but he gets work done. He ran a criminal empire for many years before he was choked out unfairly unjustly um and then obviously the natural first officer is uh bib fortuna just to stay within canon and you know they work well together sometimes sometimes the whole is greater than some of the parts they don't work well together he totally uh he's the reason why uh he died no he's not what yeah he is uh then we're going to skip down. We're going to do medical. And for medical, we're just going to have a back to tank on board. Just a back to tank. And that seems yeah. to take care of everybody's problems in Star Trek. I know Star Wars, rather. Too bad. Uh, for security, That's we're going to have uh, Kersantan run security for us. That's a uh, deep shit nine person? No, that that would be the Wookiee from Book of Boba. Oh, I almost had him for security, too. But then I, I went with the other But one. then you yeah, forgot like his name, that. apparently. No, no, I went with the hair. With the hair, okay. I would have just um, said other Wookiee. For engi- I'm, I'm stealing back Babu Frick for engineering to a position here. He's actually be useful. <laughs> uh, 
And then let's see what else we got here. We got science. Oh boy, who are we gonna put in, in charge of science? Science. Oh man. <laughs> Nobody in Star Wars really qualifies. I was yeah. about say. Uh, what about uh what's his name? Pershing, the guy with glasses from the Mandalorian. Who's yeah, that that scientist. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, a straight yeah. up scientist. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. A scientist, we, yeah, yeah. Pershing. Yeah, yeah. He's or, back. Dr. Glasses. Also a doctor. Yeah, he's yeah, back he's too. Like uh, I don't Doc, know if you Dr. saw. Dr. Afra is is not board certified. <laughs> Jeez, uh, no, Chris, and, Chris, we're not. We can't discuss any uh, leaked trailers. Ah, uh, yeah, it's against our contract with. Um, yeah, yeah, we're Disney with nobody. All right, with a mattress. Last but not least company we need we need a helmsman and i think no one's no one better for the job than uh uh elon sleaze bagano the death stick dealer who had to go home and change his life and he became a helmsman in another life he could follow orders then he went to the matrix is was that actor in the matrix isn't that the, the yeah uh, yeah the that's recorder? uh that's mouse that's mouse from yeah. the matrix oh like no the way. girl in the red right. dress yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah i do and I'm, I know Chris does because he's a dirty dog. Hey. We had a we had a totally normal question. He dirty dogged me immediately every time. <laughs> every time. Now don't I'm thinking be, about. Uh, you thinking of Khaleesi? I'm thinking about uh, like a DS9 Star Wars show. I think that would work better if you could have a bar since Star Wars always involves a bar. Yeah, that I would be, like. Would I would cool want. Bar. Here's the problem: if I'm watching a DS9 Star Wars show, I would just instead rather watch DS9. Yeah, I just mean like a bar. I'm just imagining <laughs> a bar, basically. Well, I, I actually this this is a good this would be a good topic for a, a show that was more about Star Wars as a property than about a uh, miniatures game based in the Star Wars setting. But but I would really love to see a a tighter scoped Star Wars show that's less about like jaunting from planet to planet having an adventure and more of a like community cast of characters who interact over time, like similar to Deep Space Nine, right? Where it's like, yeah, or, or it has a central location show. where you like, what happened? Or any, yeah, if it was based on like a big ship, I mean, that would be the same kind of, like if they did sure, it literally same, same Star Trek. Yeah. Or it could, yeah. Be, it could be like on a planet like Malachor. But the... Unbelievable, unbelievable <laughs> attempt to, to steer us. You can't, now, you can't teach that. Chris, That's talent. Chris, I speaking of hierarchy here, I'd like to point out that I am the captain of this ship here, my friend, the good ship Yaxby. Uh, and you as my first officer have a responsibility to to follow my lead. Look at me. Uh, Look at me. I am the captain now. Uh, don't don't do accents. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So yeah. So today we want to talk about there was another there was another oh, event and we're back. On, there was another online event hosted by Gold Squadron Podcast. This was the Galactic Qualifier for Malachor. And once again, I want to say the thing that always stands out to me is I love the little uh, cartoon art they have for the planets. It always looks cool, cool and good. Uh, this uh, Malachor appears to be a uh, like a dark purple planet that has like a lot of looks like a lot of lightning streaks on it. Maybe there's like a lot of storms happening on Malachor. I'm not familiar canonically with what the hell Malachor's got going on. Uh, I think it's from Rebels. Is that where they uh, Sam pulled the Wiki- Wikipedia? Let's find out. I think it's uh, the Rebels where they have the two part of season two. They go they go to this a temple. Looks, this planet looks so messed up. They go to the crazy <laughs> temple. 
That's where uh, a dark planet with an even darker history. Malachor is a location Jedi are told from a young age to avoid. Oh, yeah, Home to an big... ancient Sith temple. It was one. Yeah, yeah. Kanan, Ahsoka, and Ezra went there. They were in search yeah, that... of knowledge, but they were met by evil. Shocking. The Ooh, the wow. the like concept of the temple on the inside is that um, light filters through in like streaks, so it looks like a star field inside because it's otherwise dark. It looks very cool. scary looking. Yeah. Wasteland planet. Nice. Malachor. I'm, I'm also all the way up cool to, uh, it is a cool name. I'm all the way up to season seven of Clone Wars, which means my rebels journey begins soon. Mm. Well done. Uh, really very exciting stuff. So, yeah, so we have, uh, we have some lists to talk about and some interesting lists at that. Um, so yeah. So we're going to talk, we're going to talk a little bit about, Malachor, and then stick with us because we're also going to talk about the uh, belated mini stravaganza reveals that happened. So, yeah, let's. Uh, where do we want to start? Is there a list you want to start with, or can I can I talk a little bit about numbers? Is that okay with anybody else? About numbers, yeah. Start up numbers. stuff. Numbers, we love numbers. Good. Well, I I just wanted to say so like we, so okay so the past two big online events we had the Kyber Cup and we had the uh, Sullust qualifier were both won by the same friend of the podcast uh chris patrick crispy uh who you know as, as many listeners know was on last week had a great chat with him uh but he was flying the first order and in both of those tournaments the uh the the final match ended up being fo versus fo right and in this <laughs> in this event zero fo lists made the top cut so I said, it's just, that's a pretty wild uh, transition, a pretty wild swing. Now this did not have, I do not think this had as many participants as, uh, as Sullust had. It looks like 40, 50, 62, 72. 72. Yep. Oh, there's 74. There's 74 participants and two of them don't have lists on, on mm-hmm. this fortress at least. Got it. So, but if we take a look at that, like it's, it's a re- other than I would say Republic had the, the lowest amount of players in the overall tournament. They had only four lists, uh, zero of the made cut, right? Everyone else was pretty close to even. So we had like FO at eight, uh, Rebels at 10, Resistance at 11, CIS at 12, and uh, Scum at 11. And then Empire had the most at 16, which is also not like a dramatic like increase, right? Uh, you know, the, yeah, yeah. It's not like, it, it, it basically, it's not a huge, uh, it's not a huge difference, right? They're kind of balanced. And then you see in the cut, uh, it's, it is like, there's more, there's more empire really shocked to see no, uh, almost no rebels. Only one rebel player made it into the top cut. What a cool yeah, so list. The Let rebel player it. in the top cut. I didn't see what the list was. So it's, sure. uh, I think it's, uh, let me look up. I think it's the four U wings. Four U wings, huh? They were smoking mm-hmm. some James Weber stuff there. Yeah, he's <laughs> a big U wing. He's a big U wing fan. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, we got Benthic, Cassian, Magva, and Saw. Four U wings. Oh, I don't. I don't like that. What? Yeah. Why not? You're such a hater. I don't like anything. We're up, That. What that's he did? He said he didn't like this one thing. We just <laughs> we just spent twenty minutes talking about things he likes. <laughs> I'd love to just anyway. punch you through the computer somehow. That's my dream. This is um, this is a, it's an interesting list, but 
there's a question I was going to save kind of for the end here, uh, which is, I mean, this is definitely well-trod territory here, but like how, how much does list choice matter versus how good you are at playing the game and playing your list, right? I think that makes sense as a question. It is, it is varied at different points in the history of X-Men. So I, I don't know what it is now. I, I look at these results and I, the thing I know for sure is that, or I think I know for sure is that the ISB jingoist is really cheap. <laughs> yes. like that's my one big takeaway. Take and and the other thing that's kind of interesting with these results is um, these three ship scum lists. Uh, a lot of Han Solo scum Falcon, mm. even though uh, certain people like to take Han Solo to tournaments and then blame me for pilot error whose names are Ryan <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I mean, it seems like with the, with the loadout system scum three ship can work. If you bring enough auto damage, bombs, electro chaff devices, stuff like that. I don't know this one uh, Nicholas list here who it looks like he's in the top four. It doesn't even have bombs in it, which is crazy to me. It's pretty crazy. He's got two electro chaff though, and we've seen how good those can be. Yeah, especially Iman, comboed. Yeah, Iman with electro instead of bombs. Um, Love can it. Iman, can Iman do the craziness with that? With no, the... no, but it's already crazy enough. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but the electro chaff paired with trick shot. He has both the both the fire sprays have trick shot and electro chaff. That's a really cool thing because um, you know, you drop your own obstacle, and then it's pretty easy to trick shot a thing. Trick shot off something you threw yourself. I guess to answer your original question, I'm I look at results like these and I'm I'm more sure about what is good than what isn't good. Mm, like if okay. if a certain type of list or ship or archetype pops up a bunch in a lot of these cuts, for instance, uh this number one list in Swiss, which is actually uses Darth Vader crew instead of Darth Vader pilot, but is a decimator with a tie swarm. I already thought that was good before this tournament. And right. It's just, this is confirmed that, that this is a good archetype. Yeah. And then Vader, uh, not taking away from these players. I mean, you know, they're, they're going, I think they're making smart list building choices, but the, the number two list in Swiss, same thing. Uh, and I, and I tend to, take put a lot of stock in Swiss versus the cut because the cut can be more matchup dependent. So the right. second list is Vader defender with a tie swarm. I, I already thought that was good. Um, I, well, I, I don't mean, have I as mean, much take, of an opinion about the CIS. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I mean, I have an opinion about, and I don't play CIS, but I do have an opinion about general Grievous. This, this general Grievous build specifically, it seems, it seems designed to be the build for him. General Grievous without maneuver, impervium plating and solace one, because uh, he has 12 points of loadout outmaneuvers exactly 12 and the other two uh, ship specific upgrades are free on him. Yeah. It just seems so perfectly synergized with his ship ability, his pilot ability as is right. Yeah. Like, I, would I say know that ship is good. That's like, that's, <laughs> a, that's like almost a, a mandatory stapled to the card. Bill. Well, I think I said, I said recently to somebody on, you know, the internet uh, that I feel like if you are making a CIS list, like you need, you need to have, you need to come up with a reason to not include Grievous before you try to come up with a reason to include him. Like it's like start at Grievous. And if for some reason you're like, no, 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 I really want to do something else and I just can't take him, then fine. But 
you, like otherwise you're making a mistake if you don't even if you don't start by considering him as like your first ship. I think yeah, every, was, every faction has that has that at this point. Wouldn't accept maybe scum. And then it's just preference, honestly. Sometimes people want to do something maybe a little new. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely preference. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and there's also, there's preference in terms of things you like mechanically and preference in terms of things that suit your play style. And that there's a lot of overlap there usually, but not always. Yeah. Like sometimes it takes a while to find out what, for instance, I am trying to decide on a list for Gen Con and I'm... I'm Me trying too. to decide on so. ships based on play style, not because um, I've got I've got like eighty percent of a list, and I'm just trying to set on the last ship. But but you know that sort sure. of thing. Uh, not a lot of resistance no. in the cut. No, <laughs> no. none uh, zero resistance in the cut. Actually, uh, this is interesting numbers wise. Resistance had like the worst drop off. Right, they they were eleven resistant lists resistance lists lists in the field and zero in the cut uh that's like the biggest drop off right that's yeah that's not a lot in the field i guess well well no i mean yeah. but it's an average amount in the field because rebels had 10 and one made cut yeah. cis had 12 two made cut right scum had 11 three made cut and, and actually i think all the scum ones that made cut were this double fire spray right double fire spray plus something else yeah we got kath kath scarlet plus iman Kath, Iman, uh, Zero, and then Kath, Iman, Han. Yeah, Kath, the, the Iman, tricky thing Han, is yeah. all these, I don't think Resistance has a lot of uh, diversity in terms of what's good now, and a lot of these Resistance lists look pretty... Y-wingish. Well, good to me, which is to say, yeah, they're they're very Y-wing focused. Um, but I, I think the Y-wings are good. Like, And that gets back to my original point is like this, this, these kind of results confirm things for me, but they don't really, this doesn't dissuade me from flying resistance at Gen Con, for instance. Um, yeah. But when you, when you're saying um, it shows you what's good. So I think that gives props somewhat, at least right to the people that are flying the things that quote unquote, aren't like known to be good. Like, like this, um, uh, where is it? The, there's a Merrick list in here, man. <laughs> now I know everything. A, a, a bunch of um, tri fighter droids. No, this one has. I'm sorry, uh, Merrick Steel, Marco oh. Tamil, and <laughs> I like Merrick three four. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> he top four. Marco Tamilin had Merrick mm -hmm. with marksmanship, ruthlessness, FCS, afterburners, Rexler Brath, which I love in the Defender, Defender, then Vizier ISB. To, and two ISBs. So I feel like it's like a mix of what you said, Sam. It's like, okay, he's picking the ISBs, which are great. Vizier makes sense. But then, I mean, throwing Rexler and Marek in there, that takes a pretty yeah. high skill level. You can't I just wing it. I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not making a comment about this player with what I'm about to say. So I'm not trying to, you know, he did a good job and good on him. However, Marek, Vizier, and the ISP Jinguist all went down at the last point update. So he points update. So he's going where the value is. Like, I don't think he's that to me. That list to me is not. He's just kind of avoiding Darth Vader pilot by going, oh, the next X one down from Vader, the next defender down from Vader. But he's not. Uh, mm. I, I think it's a good list. I don't think I don't think that's the, the scum on stuff seems more off meta to me than. 
Well, I mean, the ability to identify uh, a bargain ship, right, is also a, a skill in list building. Like the ability to like look at something and say, how can I make this one down from Darth Vader work, right? Like that's, that is skill in its own. It's like it's its own skill. There's also like a million Vaders in like the top 12. What were you going to say, Sam? Sorry. No, I was kind of going to disagree with <laughs> I it's but it sounds mean like I'm talking about the guy and I'm not. I didn't Stop watch it. No, I understand you're not. I understand you're not. Yeah. All right, every, everyone, for the record, we are not talking about you. You are very skilled. You've made cut. You are awesome. We got that over. Yeah. All right. No, but I but I think I think Rexler, Vizier, ISB Jinguist, those are like three ships that are very cheap right now. Sure. And and Merrick is like kind of that's the ship to taste in this list. But I think there's a lot of in Empire specifically because of the math, because there's so many two point chips. You'll get in a lot of situations where you can basically pick that final five point ship based on what you like, whether it's Seventh Sister or Sienna or Gideon or whatever. You know, so it's yeah, I think I think he he's he's within a a band of what I consider very safe imperial list building which is uh isp jingoist reaper defender and then five definitely points. safe I, yeah, yeah and I don't, smart but yeah it's, but yeah not yeah no no it's to his credit i'm not yeah but it's i don't know how many times i know I it's against it. i know well, i know the it's next, against the next the list down page style uh, or the next two two list down or whatever oh where am i looking oh sorry the rebel guy that you mentioned earlier the u-wings yeah, the U-Wings, yeah. That's way weirder to me than any of this other stuff. Oh, um, yeah. But we've seen four U-Wings do well in the past, and, and you can imagine why. So long ago, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but but they are a, they are like solid ships. Um, and it's been a while since you could fit four of them loaded in the way you'd want them. Yeah, but with objective play, I mean, that changes everything in regards to, in regards to how to know, fly they, that. So they, they have a stop, which is valuable for objectives. Um, they have Leia, so they can stop and turn around for free. Um, they have, man, that's so much stuff in here. Man, so, listen to this Saw Guerrero build, ready? It's Saw Pilot with Notorious Kanan Crew, Chopper uh, Crew, Contraband Cybernetics. What's Kanan Jesus. do? I gotta look this up. He I saw that. I was like, you, "What's that?" He one, he adds a force, first of all, but two, if you do a white maneuver, you can spend a force to remove the uh, stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really valuable on the U wings that don't have a ton of blue. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Usually on Han Solo. The um, yeah, I think the the U wing thing, and uh, Chris, you said it. It kind of went away, and now we have objectives. Is that that those new rules about no scoring until round two? Changes mm-hmm. everything for lists like this, I think, and I think you see a lot of Tie Fighters flying in formation again as well, because yeah, you, you get that extra turn to, well, you get that extra turn to set up. You know, you can put yourself like these U wings. Let's say do they have a red four forward. I don't know the dial very well. Uh, I think actually they have a white four forward. I honestly. believe they. I don't think it's red. No, it's white. They have a white four forward. Yeah. So if you even if and you fly these. Yeah, even if you flew these in a brick, if you went four forward, three bank, you know, by turn two, when the scoring begins, you have all these medium bases that can be, you know, kind of close to maybe three different objective tokens. Like, I think sure. you you take up a lot of space here and you move quickly or slowly, like Pete said. Um, I don't. So, so, 
So with quad, quad U-wings, a lot of this to me would be for their opponent and for the person flying it would be turn zero, obstacle placement, and where are you putting those objective tokens? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, U-wings are like turrets. <laughs> they just kind of rotate and shoot, you know, like it's it's like, it's like adding four more objective markers. <laughs> and again, I'm not insulting the guy. I just, I've always, been I don't know. I, I think you guys are U-wings really under, list. I think you're undervaluing how hard it would be to fly this. Well, first of all, I would never try it. But secondly, I don't think it's easy to fly per se, but it's, I mean, it's a very jousty. Chris, I'm reasonably confident. I have flown four U-wings against you. not this list and not in 2.5 but just in life (laughs) or at least three (laughs) uh i i I do want to point out here's an issue we talk about no resistance the top cut the top cut was only a top 12 right so we do i think it was eight no look at that bracket (laughs) oh because of the bracket thing Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah uh Top 12, so, uh, but friend, friend of the podcast, I'm going to say friend of the podcast, guy we've talked about before, George Castaneda, was in the top 16 <laughs> with resistance. Like, he was the 14th in Swiss, uh, and, and he had one, two, three, five Y-Wings and Finn? Holy crap. Yeah, that's that to me is... Uh, that's bananas. That's, that's like I mean, $60 that, I, in I Y-Wings. Like, <laughs> I like that list, and... Uh... Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm a little nervous about Finn these days, but I yeah, I like I like his list. I I just I, like I think Finn. once you hit three Y wings, I think you're doing the right thing with resistance. <laughs> yeah, and I resisted it for a while, no pun intended, because of the it annoyed me how many cards I had to put on the table. But I I really do enjoy flying them, so it's kind of overwhelming my. You know what I was thinking about doing for uh, for Gen Con? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about. Uh sleeving all my cards and like taping them together <laughs> making my own like big card things so they all stay together neatly yeah i might just print out some of those uh those those kind Infinite of quick build things. cards yeah i just or i don't know go to staples because i don't have a color printer but the y wings really are but i mean t- targeting computer engine upgrade you know those are like the all right yeah you can kind of do you, you can do the you can cheese it a little bit you can do the thing where you, uh, like I always do this with like R4 Astromech. I'll have R4 Astromech uh, next to my ship and then covering up all the words of it will be the upgrade card right below it. So you can just see the picture of R4 because everybody knows what R4 does. Very recognizable. And it's not it's not a real trigger I have to remember too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm i going to, you know, I think I'm waffling a little here. So I'm going to go ahead and say if like Gen Con is a bellwether tournament where we have a bigger sample size, uh, more people showing up who haven't played in a while, whatever. I think resistance will place higher, hopefully including me. I think first order will place a lot higher. I don't think, I don't, I think these, and I think the rebels will too. I mean, that's, I guess, kind of an obvious statement because they couldn't have done much worse, but this doesn't seem to me like representative of what's good now. I think this is just like, what the people who were doing well, well on the day were playing. It's I, also I'm, could be more what's been flying in um, in Europe because this was a more European tournament. Like everyone true. over this, here, yeah. This was uh, this was like EU time, like European yeah, time. Yeah, five a.m. Yeah. I think they started. 
Oh, God. That's okay. You're not going to catch me at 5 a.m. doing anything. Katoff and a good friend, uh, Stephen uh, Whalen, uh, flew um, Wyland. Friends of the podcast. Yeah. They they, flew uh, Y Wings? They woke up at 5. No, I'm just giving them props because they woke up at 5 (laughs) (laughs) a.m. to to do this tournament. They threw this tournament. Katoff was representing the resistance. He had shout outs to him. Uh, Nian Num, Elo Asti, Kaz, Bucket, and Finn. That's an all right. Seems all right. No way. Bucket, he had Hondo. He had Hondo and Advanced Slam. Well, he also didn't win, so maybe that's why. Maybe Y Wings is the secret to winning. He also woke up at five, so we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, serious credit for that. Um, yeah. I, I believe he, uh, for work, he often works nights. Uh, so f- even, even that, though, five is like an awful time because it's like. <laughs> he's he's either used to being awake then, but like coming down off of being awake, or, or he's waking up too early. So mm-hmm. ter- it's terrible time all the time. Five a.m. Yep, it's the, rough. Any other lists stand out to you? I'm looking. I'm yeah, looking hard. I got. I'm one. looking hard at oh. these scum lists. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. What do you got? The uh, the um, I don't know where it is. It, it, I mean, it's not like in the lower half, but Kevin Neroy Lefranc. He has a three HMP list. Like, how cool is that? Uh, oh, I see. Yes, he's got the uh, DGS two eighty six. Is a uh, digs is digs. Okay, he that that's an HMP, and then two Onderon oppressors. Yeah, and none of them have missiles. I was talking to Vlad. Played Vlad, who likes CIS. I think we were talking about this, and we were like, "Holy smokes! None of them have freaking missiles." And you've when's the last time you've seen HMPs do anything? I mean, I've played against HMPs, but um, I guess I didn't realize that they usually had missiles of some kind. Well, you, you know what it is? That's usually a fan favorite because once you target lock, if you use the missile, you don't waste the target lock. Um, right, yeah, because of their, their ship ability lets you just reroll for having locks. Yeah, and they look yeah, so that makes cool, sense. and I suck at flying anyway. Oh, they CIS. look super cool. I, uh, I flew over the weekend. Uh, Went to meet this year Chris in person to play uh, X-Wing. Uh, I flew Slider, the, uh, the clone Z-95 who can side slip. And let me tell you what's fun. Side slipping. A lot of fun. Yeah. You should fly HM. the uh, Imperial... Uh, the gauntlet? The gauntlet? I made a list with slip. that. Yeah. I made a list yeah. with that. Just... So I could fly it online. I'm gonna try it just to see how nah, ridiculous a gauntlet, how ridiculous no online how ridiculous a gauntlet will look like uh, sliding. But yeah, this is yeah. three HMPs. It has then uh, I guess two I presume vultures, one DIS. Maybe that's the passing, the token guy. I'm not sure. And then a precise hunter. And he made he got pretty far. Not the cut, but the cut was only at the twelve. But um, let me look up where his name is. Yeah, twenty first. So top half at least. Uh, I, I was I, I was impressed by that. I'm into that. Pete, you wanted to talk scum, right? I want to talk scum. So I'm looking at flying scum at Gen Con. I'm still yep. undecided. I flew I flew Republic this weekend and was like, eh, not I'm not super keen on it. Um, I will say well, I, I thought against Chris, I, I I flew it particularly well. It was really it ended up being my game my game to lose, and I did lose it. Like I did I did end up losing it. Um got kind of nervous with I got I got too cagey with Anakin right at the end of the game. Um 
Yeah, and then I, I played, and then but then I played James playing a version of this double fire spray. He had, he had double fire spray Han, except he had Iman and uh, Kashka. Yeah, yeah Kashka the three. Kashka the stress the stress one, and he was doing lots of rigged cargo shoot stuff, which seemed interesting. Um, but I don't know, I don't know how good it is all the time. I think I like the electric chaff idea better for making obstacles. To like trick oh, shot yeah. through for both. <laughs> Electro Chef is just so good generally uh, for yeah. so many other it just, reasons. It just, yeah. yeah, it seems really, really good. Um, well, that that, but, I, that yeah. leads me, I, I kind of want to talk again now that I'm looking at it more closely about, I mentioned the double Electro Chaff mm-hmm. um, fire spray list that was in the top four from Nicholas God here. And, uh, the God. I, I didn't realize the third ship was Q, was zero with Q90 with the child crew and Mandalorian crew, which is something, and Babu Frick. So I love this. Hey, this the more I look at it. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I this yeah, this is this is classic. I'm I'm all in on this. And I, I assume he took Marauder, Iman, and then Kath, because Kath's ability doesn't come into play here at all, right? That has to do with generics. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he picked these. Well, I think he picked them because they had missile and payloads, so they could do a uh, chaff missile. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. Cat's uh, got a ton of loadout too, eighteen loadout. Yeah. So this I, this list know, is I, delightful. I, I love this list. Yeah. Double trick shot. I'll try it. I and would try this for sure. Many upgrades. It's not too many upgrades either. So you can no, no, it fits on the table. Flying. Yeah, yeah it fits on the table, especially because the uh, the force upgrade on the um, on the fire sprays is tight. Good stuff, and I can fly it like I fit. I personally, because I I sold a bunch of my small base scum ships, but I kept the big ones. So this is something I could. Uh, I've, got my, I've got my I've got my fire spray uh, repainted for the armor from the Mandalorian. So you know this would look thematic if I put the three of them on the table. I I, I could talk myself feet. into this. I could see you flying that man. That's pretty cool. And you're a scummy guy. You, yeah, yeah, you scum. be you nasty are, yeah. with scum. You're a tried and true scumbag. Yeah. That reminds me, actually, I bought from the internet. I bought someone's fire sprays off them, and I don't have them yet. So I'm going to check in with that guy. Make a note, listener. Find out next week if I remember to check in with that guy about fire sprays. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, I like, I like these double fire sprays. I keep thinking, I keep thinking about Han Solo. That Millennium Falcon. I know I'm on record, Chris. Before you say anything, I know I'm on record as not liking the look of the Scum Falcon very much, and I still don't. But you but just hate not, it less now. You hate it less. It, no, it's just not hideous to me. Yeah, right. Um, but I just I did want to tell you uh, and the listener that uh, I, I don't want people to think my my ship is ugly. Opinions are limited to the Scum Faction because <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about. Uh, Tie Defenders, a ship that I think looks dumb. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I don't like it. I love the look of it, but I do feel like a lot of people have a point in saying it's not even any movie. Vader's iconic ship is the you know the Tie Advance. Oh yeah, Vader's ship is the Tie Advance. Well, so the Tie Defender came from the old Tie Fighter computer game. Yeah, way back in the day, and I remember that game, and I remember thinking the Tie Defender looked stupid then too. Um, didn't like it. Didn't like to play it, even though it was like it was very good. <laughs> no, I like the look of it. 
but uh, yeah, I could see you guys doing this a, a scum thing, man. Double scums at, at Gen Con. You know, it's a pair of scumbags trying to make their way in a scummy city like Indianapolis. I could see that. I could see that. I, I wanted to, um, and I know we kind of glossed over it, but the winning yeah. list. We should talk yeah, about that. Yeah, I was actually going to say the same thing. Go ahead, keep taking it away, Chris. Let's talk about the winner. Andrew Bulldock. Hopefully I said that right. Congrats. Nice job taking the whole shebang. He has a four-ship CIS list. It was CIS on CIS Civil War. Uh, he had Drenal Grievous, the usual outmaneuver, impervium plating, and Solus One. <clears throat> Django Fett, which I'm having fun flying, um, had Notorious, Count Dooku, Proton Bonds, which is great for that crit action on um, what is that? The uh, the which which one is that when you're having the suitcase salvage? Yeah, salvage. Yes. False transponder codes, delayed fuses, slave one, and VTG veteran tail gunner. And then what I find interesting is that those two ships are like the staples, right? He throws yeah. in Cad Mad Cad Bane. With Treacherous, HLC, Ion Cannon, the, the title, Xanadu, Xanadu Blood. Blood. Yeah, and Put Proxy a respect on that name. Yeah. And that's that's pretty mean. I mean, the last one is Doofus with Discord, Missiles, Calculations, and whatever. But this is a four-ship list. Doofus can die, like, pretty easily. Cad Bane has to be, like, kind of slick. And then you have to deal with Django and uh, Grievous. I think I'm, I would love to see him on stream and see how he flew I... Actually, I have a quick question. Uh, a very specific uh, Chris question here. Are these nicknames you have for the CIS like uh, droid ships? Are they yours, or are they? Do other people say this? I think I've heard other pers- other people say Doofus. Okay, but what about yeah, I, I, I no, think I have too. But then sometimes Chris says yeah, things so often I mistake accepted. it for yeah. two people. You know, right? Yep. <laughs> I know that's, I've that's said what I'm saying. I, I don't know who said it first. I might have said it first. I know I've I don't think I've heard anyone else say Diggs, the, the DGS okay. guy. Yep, yep, um, yep. But I, I make up a lot of these. I mean, it you just comes s- out. Well, we yeah. know. That's well documented. <laughs> um, now, Chris, you're still in, you're in on Django Fett, even though I uh, notably cleaned your clock last night. While you yeah. Him. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Yeah. It was pretty bad no. what you did. <laughs> but um. He, but it just makes me realize, like, I mean, he's good. He's an I six, and I flew him so bad, and you were flying very good. But I, I, I'm telling you, like, I've seen people fly him well and effectively, and I'm like, an I six with Notorious is like, do I shoot you? Because then whoever's shooting me afterwards is going to be strained and so forth. Um, yeah. Cad Bane, uh, I, I've had quick match with Vlad, and he had Cad Bane, and that little. Uh, what is it? The um, de- the cloaking, like yeah, I mean, yeah. he could he could have one health and just say good night and just be out, or mm-hmm. maybe for positioning, which it's just an interesting dynamic. So it's cool to see like a, this list go far. Now, I you mentioned that the final was CIS versus CIS. I actually want to talk about the second place CIS list because I think that one leans more into the Cad Bane abilities because Separatist Cad Bane has a different ability. Separatist Cad Bane gets to do an action. After a ship dies, right now, friendly or enemy ship, but um, feels like this Cad Bane alongside. So he's got Grievous, the usual. He'll have the usual Grievous. Uh, then he's got he's got Chad Bane with uh, Notorious Ion Cannon, Electro Shaft, FTC Engine Upgrade, and the title 
cool loadout, very different loadout, cool loadout, uh, alongside three separatist drones that each have uh, Discord missiles, struts, and independent calculations. Um, and then, and then your your buddy Doofus. This is a Doofus versus Doofus final. So, <laughs> um, energy shell charges, independent calculations, grappling stuffs, and then they have a horse derve uh, prototype here, Horchal prototype with uh, energy shell charges, independent calculations, and grappling struts. It feels like that Cad Bane is alongside a lot of ships that somebody's gonna die and really turn on some more mods and some more action efficiency um, from Cad Bane, who notably can do a white boost, which the base Cad Bane cannot do. It's important, I feel like. Yeah, and he plays cool. to, play to the strength of the faction, I'd say, right, Sam? Like, imps and CIS seem to be, like, their strength, quote-unquote, would be Swarm. So he played to the old-school strength of CIS Swarm when they were doing good in, in tournaments, except now it's with... Cad Bane. I like it. Uh, how much are the Separatist drones, too? I'm pretty sure they are. There's a bunch of two ships on here. I yeah. think Cad and Grievous are five, and then it's like two, four. Six, eight, I eight, think eight, the, the but the the thing that separates the CAS from the Empire, um, I think maybe Empire's two-pointers are a little better, just ISB, Jinguis, and Wapa. And oh, also, yeah. Um, the the CIS does have you know like you said Django, uh, you know yeah. like uh, you know you you suddenly you're considering these, you know eight and nine point ships, which I guess the, the equivalent for the for the Empire would be like um, uh, Defender Defender Vader, Vader. but then mm-hmm. I don't know it's just a totally different because once you have G- uh, Grievous and Django in a list, you have all that health, which is not really the empire right because they they'll have like defender vader and then a bunch of tie fighters maybe so it's it's really not that much health for what you're paying separatists can really they can they can go uh they can go beefy which is not uh which you know distinguishes it from the empire a little bit yeah but they melt too man like it's 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 this i don't know who melts i mean the 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 cis the separate not the the little guys. No, man. not Django, but <laughs> the little guys. The, That's what I'm the, saying is I don't I don't yeah. think you need to take those little guys with the CIS because you've got enough interesting named pilots now. Right, they've they have, they've branched out from being the eight eight droid swarm to uh, yeah to having yeah because now you can, now you can have this list like because these are two very different style even though they both have even though they both have uh, a lot of shared parts these are two very different styles of. Uh, CIS list. Chris, did you watch any of this? Did you watch any stream? No, I've had a crazy no, weekend. It? No. Oh man, weird. Gonna, well, you were hanging out with me. You were you were hanging out with me instead. <laughs> I, I do plan on watching them though because I want to see these styles. Uh, as I pro- I probably fly CIS the worst, so to see them in action would be great. Yeah. All right. I, I, sorry, real quick. Wanna... Well, I was just going to yeah, say yeah, I, was, I was thinking more about that CIS versus Empire since they do both have the two point ships, but. One thing, so the winning list is mm-hmm. two five-point ships, an eight-point ship, and a two-point ship. I can't think of, like, you don't see that on Empire a lot. Like, you you see the two-pointers in this, these chunks of six, because it's like Jingoist, Jingoist, Wampa usually. But mm-hmm. the, like, the two-pointer just as a filler, that is not something you see in Empire. Because the two-pointer in the Empire really is, like, the value. Here, it really just, like, fills the math, you know, because they have all these... 
just like offensive powerhouse uh, ships. Django, Grievous, Cad. I guess that would, that would be my my distinction is is yeah, yes, the two pointers are more more like filler. The Empire they feel more well, vital. Yeah, I mean the the question is is like. Um assuming no deficit scoring. So assuming you're not giving up two points is Django Cad Grievous, a three ship list that's worth flying. Yeah, probably. But I, I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't play CIS enough to know, but I'm, it seems like it, I mean, veteran. To your point, to your point earlier, um, when you were like, you know, you can, you, it's much easier telling, like looking at these lists and seeing what you think is good versus what you think is not good. Right. Yeah. That, that, that three ship list strikes me as the kind of thing where I can look at it and be like, ah, it's probably pretty good. Cause like Grievous is proven good. Django is proven good. And Cad seems really good. Even though he's new uh, to the game, he seems really good. Yeah. Cad in both, just in both iterations. Cad gave CIS that third named ship that I think the Sith infiltrator wasn't anymore. Um, so that they've got more types of more different archetypes to play with. Yeah, I don't, I yeah, I don't know if a straight swarm even works. Just totally different. Um, but I mean, the, the second list by Attila Totem, um, I don't know. So when you say filler, I just feel like you're kind of like, eh, it's filler. And I mean, if you look at it, it this this list is a lot of bodies, number one, but number two, it's a lot of like territory control. No, not three. not his not his list. I just no like, no. He's he's talking about the winning list. He's saying that like the the role that that DFS is playing in that winning list. Oh, that's is, oh, is okay. more points filler. I whereas in the in the in the second place list, they were leaning into the ability and like you're saying, the board control and stuff. Well, I think but, I think the second place list is more similar to an empire list in that you're right. That, you're yeah, getting, that's what I was yeah. but but I think the empire does it better would be the distinction I'm making because I think mm-hmm. I just think ISB Jinguist, ISB Jinguist Wampa is better than three separate drones with discord missiles. Maybe I'm wrong. And then I think you just don't see empire lists because of the math as much um, where it's like, uh, you know, uh, Oh, I just have Wampa. Right. Uh, you see it sometimes or just one ISB Jinguist. You really like, it's the, the fact that, I mean, if that should be his Jinguist wasn't t- like double pipped. God knows how many people would fly, <laughs> right? So forget H- it. ISB jingoists. Yeah. yeah, it's not enough yeah. points. <laughs> you'd, you'd max out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I I think the Empire is kind of the better swarm faction. Still, that's that's my point. I I I, I don't know if I agree, but I think it's it's been flown since one you know, and then the CIS it's it's a different type of swarm that that has to be flown differently you know to use these discord missiles to 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 your advantage to have the chaff on top of that and then you're like oh, okay well you know what i can hit you hard with these little bullshit two-point ships uh, with because they have energy shells so and it's still i think that's what seven bodies still shooting at you in a in a game that's only going to have maybe yeah. five rounds i i guess the, the two lists you see with empire a lot and i i just don't see these with cis and maybe i i I'm not paying attention is a straight swarm, like an eight tie fighter swarm. I, oh you know, I mean that that's been successful, right? At a lot of cuts recently with how runner and I seven and of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you can fit eight pretty comfortably with the named ones. I don't know though anymore. And then mm-hmm. uh, the other thing is um, just the like swarm plus ACE thing. It's just a little different with the CAS. They're just they're not quite, mm-hmm. it's not quite a swarm. It's, it's not quite an ace, but it's yeah. 
this list is as close as it gets, I think, you know, to that Mm -hmm. sort of, it's very close. You know, it's just like, but yeah, but like Vader X1 plus six TIE fighters or whatever, that's, that's a little more of a classic, uh, ace plus, you know, uh, carrot and stick type thing. And then, although it's really just two sticks. And then the, (laughs) these, these CIS lists are almost like hybrid scum, empireless which is you know that's the theme of the faction right so yeah all right i i want to i'm taking the reins here again so we're at a pivotal decision point we are we're coming up on an hour of content here uh which is where i usually like to keep us but we have this whole mini stravaganza worth of stuff to talk about so what i wanted to say was what i wanted to propose was would you guys be okay with maybe we taking each of us take our favorite, most exciting thing from the mini extravaganza reveals? We talk about that uh, rather than meticulously go through each reveal. Yeah, we can do. We that? can do more next week, I guess. Right? So, yeah. Well, we can definitely do more next week. Yeah, for sure. I thought you were going to say just like lightning round, go down the list. And no, say, good, I, bad, I, I, good, I, bad. I kind of don't want to lightning round it because I feel like a lot of this stuff. I, so like my overall feelings on the mini extravaganza reveals are like really positive because, um, yeah. you know, Chris, you and I talked about this early on in the podcast. We talked about this months ago at this point where we said like uh, a thing we expect and want to see is card packs. Right. Do you remember those conversations we talked about? Mm hmm. Uh, and they really are leaning into card packs. So just like the really quick overview is, you know, they're doing Battle of Yavin, we know about. They reveal that they're going to do Siege of Coruscant, which is like more standardized loadout cards. But then they also said they're going to do um, Hot Shots and Aces too, right? We, we, with with five pilots per faction, which is really exciting because the first Hot Shots and Aces didn't have anything of a Republic or CIS, right? So now this is going to be they're going to get some new pilots for existing ships and everybody's going to get new pilots for existing ships. And I think that's, you know, exciting stuff. Um, and one of the things, one of the comments that one of the developers made on the stream that I thought was a really cool comment to make was he said, I'm really excited to see how people mix and match standardized loadouts and customized loadouts, right? Really acknowledging the fact that these things are going to be able to just slot into existing lists where some ships you might want to build the ship out and some ships you might just want to say, I'm just taking the standard loadout card and see how it goes. Yeah, um, that's 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 going to be that's going to be cool. And I already love Yasby because <laughs> they actually yeah. started um, putting up the these cards, uh, obviously, with that, but not I, without a loadout, I believe, but they're already starting it. So. A preloaded backstabber, for that's example. That's right, yeah. And, but yeah, Battle Avenue. Yeah. Points, yeah. They have been here. You're talking Very about a cool. Yasby that stole its name from us? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, right. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know he had done that. That's really, really cool stuff. I'm looking at it right now. You can look at just like big Stark Ladder and you click on them, it fills in all the upgrades yeah. as they appear on the card, and you can't change them to anything. Best squad right? builder in the fixed. world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are your what are your like a couple of your favorites? Oh well, man, my, so okay. I, Should we do one each yeah. just to keep it one under each, control? One each, yeah. yeah, I'm my most excited thing is Hot Shots and Aces Part Two. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for more Hot Shots and Aces. It was made, was one of the earliest packs I bought in 2.0 uh, when I started getting into the game. I I went I went to the, <laughs> I, someone was saying, oh hey, uh, Barnes and Noble put this on sale early, so I drove 
a town over to the Barnes and Noble and bought one early. I was like, oh man, I was so excited. And then my very first tournament, I flew uh, B-Wings with the S-Foils that came from that pack, right? So I w- I'm really excited for part two, especially because one of the ships they showed from it is uh, Poe in the Resistance Falcon, right? Uh, so I want to read this. This is Poe Dameron from uh, Rise of Skywalker era. And uh, it says, before you execute a maneuver, you can spend one charge. If you do, ignore obstacles during that maneuver. Very cool ability, for especially for a Falcon. Uh, he has two recurring charges. But then the second part of his ability is, after you fully execute a maneuver, you can spend two charges to perform a white boost action or a red barrel roll action. Super cool. Then, if you performed a red barrel roll action, expose one damage card, if able. So, one, barrel rolling Falcon, you don't get that ever, right? Now you get it, which is awesome. Um, but two, they're doing a thing that they they first revealed in the Battle of Yavin pack, which is multiple uses for the same charges, because uh, they do that on the Han in the Battle of Yavin pack. So, I think that's really cool, a really cool thing, too. Um, but yeah, so he has two options for spending his charges. Uh, one of that first ability is very Dash Rendar-esque. Uh, and honestly, the second ability is a little Dash Rendar-esque too with the barrel roll, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but he also he can't do it. At, well, he could he could ignore obstacles every single turn if he, want, if he never wanted to do the white boost or a red barrel roll, right? Um, I don't know. I think the whole thing, I think the whole thing is super cool. Um yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm into that. I'm into that Poe. I'm really excited for it. Uh, and I'm really excited for the whole pack because, like, you know, I, I own ships in a lot of factions now. And I'm excited to see. I, I'm always interested in putting new pilots in existing ships. Nice. Uh, Chris, is there something that stands out to you? Oh, I was hoping Sam was going to go, but I, I could go. <laughs> um, I was looking at... <laughs> a kind of like backstabber, backstabber and Biggs, but I guess I'll, I'll stick with backstabber. Uh, he's the Tie Fighter that's coming out, and let's skip to him real quick. Basically, long story short, he has some cool abilities. But if he if he has Vader or Mauler Mithil to his left or right at range zero to one, he rolls yeah. an additional dice on offense. And that's I was, pretty cool. And I was like, that's pretty cool. And he has afterburners and cracky as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Afterburners, crack shot, and discipline. Very cool. And he's a five. And, he's a five. And with, he's with a, a cool uh, he's a classic 1.0 uh ship like that is now coming back. Well uh, one point the name is coming back. That's along with uh Dark Curse. That's right. And uh, before you go, Sam, I have a question for you. I'm, I'm praying you remember. I think it was I, so I was trying to remember the name of an interceptor that was in one Is it Karnor Jax? Was he one? Yes, yes. Ah. I would love for them to bring that back. He was looked. I don't even remember his ability, but I remember he had a really. Oh, how he can you not remember red... ability? Ships at yeah. range one cannot spend focus tokens or take focus actions. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, so mean. Yes, yeah, so I know Jax was my favorite Imperial pilot by, and this was back when Imperials included Kylo. This was my favorite mm-hmm. Imperial pilot by a mile, and was in the all red interceptor. Unfortunately, Carnor Jax is like one of the most expanded universe aspects of the expanded universe like uh <laughs> an imperial guard who had a six pack and a sword so uh, Hell yeah. i don't think that's coming back into canon and they kind well, of they, break- they soft brought no. him back with ember because ember was the red interceptor on fo yeah so um yeah but yeah i, I wouldn't count on corner coming back but it'd be cool 
Yeah. They bring back Dash, yep. so whatever. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, Dash. Yeah, that was some of those things. I like that they are. Um, it feels like a pretty smart move to say we're just going to redesign the YT twenty four hundred rather than just reintroduce a ship that for a long time was a real problem to balance. Mm-hmm. And gunboats are coming back. Gunboats are coming back too. I wonder if they'll get redesigned too. Who knows? Sam, who you liking? What do you like? Well, I don't know where Pete gets the nerve <laughs> to talk about the Resistance Falcon. <laughs> I own a Resistance Falcon. Oh. That is true. For the record, Sam, I had that highlighted too. I was like, oh, I want to talk about Poe and the Falcon. Uh, I, I mean, I thought the so the Battle of Coruscant obviously big big fan of the battle of course on in general but i thought the cards they spoiled were a little underwhelming compared to the uh, battle of yavin cards um yes i agree with that the there's a thematic aspect like the edda 2 uh has this ion weapon ancillary ion weapon where you can change your crits to ion tokens which is good when you're fighting just droids but it's it's not going to make a huge splash in standard i don't think i i don't know if it'll replace like custom built versions of anakin um so i think the yavin stuff is more exciting for standard uh i think the y-wings are they spoiled so stuff that was spoiled this weekend hall oakland yeah now that's rebels hall and oats fame yeah he's a rebel y-wing um so he has the precise astromech ability, which is new to these Yavin cards, which is basically you can take a focus and then, well, you can take any action, but probably a focus. And then you can spend a charge to take a red target lock. And he has advanced proton torpedoes at I-4. Mm-hmm. So you get this guy at range one and you get the target lock focus, fully modded five dice advanced proton torpedo, which is pretty good. cool. I don't know if you're aware um the other thing that's interesting about him is his ability which i, I was gonna double check on something but uh it says uh during the system phase if there are no enemy ships at range one to two you may recover one charge on any upgrade yeah so AP, he's, he's kind of got a yeah like a, a free reload without even the disarm token yeah it's pretty he good can also recharge that precise astromech yeah so i i think just uh, I, I don't remember anyone ever shooting two advanced proton torpedoes out of the same ship against me in the history of second edition. So <laughs> yeah, uh, this guy gives a little hope that maybe that'll happen. Maybe this time. It is That's funny it. though, because uh, you start to think about these are, these are standardized loadouts. Cause I was thinking, Oh man, you throw afterburners on this guy. And then I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah, you can't, <laughs> you, can't. Oh, can. you can't do it. Um, I, love- I know what you're thinking. Illegal. Yeah. I love the Sigmas too, you know, and I know we're ending the podcast, but uh, no, no, it's fine. It's you fine. saw a Sigma oh, four and Sigma seven. They look, ba- I mean, they're going interceptor crazy, Y wing crazy. But uh, I was reading their abilities for both of them, and I'm like, oh my god, like Sigma four, he could do the, like the system phase boost if he wants or a barrel. But then he has the uh, what is it? The prime. His ability is after he performs a barrel action. He could spend a uh, charge to perform a boost action. So basically, the interceptor ability before it had that second ability that you can choose to use, whether you do the system phase. So he has both. But then you have prime thrusters. So two or less stress tokens, he could perform the barrel and boost actions, even while stressed. 
That's mm-hmm. crazy maneuverability. Super maneuverable, and he's what I four right. All the sigmas are I. Yeah, sigma four, um, sigma seven. I will say I do want to point out that I am in love with most of the card art that they got going on in these big cards. That's something I'm really excited for. I'm really excited one for the reduced card clutter, reduced table clutter, mm-hmm. but two to have these like really nice big pieces of art representing the ships. It's yeah, like, they got some new art for a few of them. Like uh, the Dooku art is cool. I don't know if that's new. the Dooku art's very cool. This uh, Tri Fighter art is really cool. He's kind of got like an attitude locked on. These also, I'll say about Poe, yeah, even though you already talked about him. Not a not a full bleed card, but I like the light sk- speed skipping through the monster art. Oh, very cool! Yeah, you're and right. I like that his his subtitle is a difficult man, which is uh, <laughs> because that speaks to you as also a difficult man. Yeah, well, that and also it's uh, it's it's what Ray calls him after he yeah crashes yeah. the Falcon. So, mm-hmm. which as as much as we deride uh, Rise of Skywalker on this podcast and the fandom larger uh the actors did a swell job and i don't know after scenes... after uh obi-wan kenobi i'm ready to forgive rise of skywalker <laughs> uh those those scenes of uh those scenes with ray and and poe together uh were great like they did a good like the actors played off each other well there's stuff i there's stuff i like there's yeah. also things i i don't it's babu frick yeah he'll be in the mandalorian um, let's let's end on that note. Babu Frick in the Mandalorian season three, get as hyped as I am, and give me a big hey hey. Uh, <laughs> Drop hey hey in the comments if you like the podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, no, be sure to no. smash that smash that hey hey button. <laughs> Tell your friends, hey hey, check out this podcast. Snow hey, hey, hey. uh, no, stop. That's a Bill Cosby <laughs> thing. Oh no, you're right. Is it really? Oh Shit. man, Chris. Is that Fat Albert? Yes, yes, that's what I was thinking yes, of Fat, Fat Albert. Albert. You're the Bill Cosby yeah. guy, not me. What? Well, anyway, <laughs> this has been this has been yet another X-Wing podcast and we're sorry. <laughs> uh I've been your host, Pete Lambro, alongside Chris Daniel and Sam Page. We will we'll talk to you guys next week. Oh dear God! All right, I'm I'm cutting this recording now. Have you uh you've read hit hit coming of age novel Charlotte's Web? Yes. Yeah, I, I remember most of it. I think you familiar? I was a youth. Yeah. Someone, so, I, so I've I've had this thought every time my daughter Charlotte, so she's named for the book, so we've read Charlotte's Web a right. bunch of times, and every time yeah, we get yeah. to this part in the book, um, it's at the end. Wilbur the pig promises to always uh, let uh, let the rat eat first at his trough in exchange for saving Charlotte's egg sac. Let me just catch up on the context here. Uh, so he gets super fat, right? And the uh, and like the 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 lamb or the sheep in the in the old barn is like, hey, you know, Templeton, you're gonna die young if you keep eating like that, right? And the rat, this fucking fat ass rat, he goes, "Who wants to live forever?" Sneered the rat. I'm naturally a heavy eater, and I get untold satisfaction from the pleasures of the feast. He yeah. Patted, so someone tweeted that shit, and they go right on, brother. <laughs> yeah.
like he's uh, he's been thinking about that shit for a while. He wanted someone to say that to him. <laughs> waiting, right? Oh my yeah. god, untold pleasure, untold satisfaction from the pleasures of the feast. That's hey, put that on my fucking gravestone. I was watching on TV last night Star Trek First Contact. Oh, I watched that recently. My wife like had never that. seen it. My same, wife had never seen First Contact. Same as, actor uh, as Babe the Movie, uh, James Cromwell, right? Yeah, yeah. At first he took care of that pig, and then he yeah. invented Warp Flight. Warp Flight. Yeah, for us at least. I mean, the Vulcans had it for years. Uh, I'm watching... Yeah, he... Sorry. Uh, he in, invent, Enterprise? Zephyr Cochran invented it. Yeah. Well, no, Enterprise is... Uh, everyone says it's the worst one, but... Uh, <clears throat> I'm I'm really Sorry. enjoying it because uh, it it basically the Vulcans are the villains, which is oh really? oh because it's so early because it's early and like the Vulcans have all the technology but they won't just yeah. give it to the humans, so yeah, the humans are always one, getting mad at the Vulcans. It's it's great. It's just a great little exploration, and they have a Vulcan officer who's played by a supermodel on the ship, but they kind of treat right, her like yeah. a spy. So it's like it kind of has a natural intrigue that you don't have with the other. I remember her being very hot. <laughs> 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 